podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> I paused because it's been so long since we recorded one. We forgot how to do this. Yeah, people are hearing these on the normal schedule, but yeah, it's been like two weeks since we recorded, so I forgot. We're normally so <clears throat> on top of it and professional. It's so, it's, it's a well-oiled machine over yeah. here in normal times. Uh, no, it's it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I don't want to have to pay. Uh, oh man, how great it would have been if I could pull the name of the stained guy. I know it's Aaron something, but um, I was going to say, I don't want to have to pay the stained guy. No, we literally, like, play songs. I know, we're not supposed to we're do that. We're not supposed to do that, but that's, <laughs> okay, what, tell anybody. that's what kind of Mickey Mouse operation we're yeah, running. Please don't tell anybody. We're here. Um, I imagine it falls under fair use, right? Yeah. And us singing it is parody. Been a while. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, although that guy has turned into such a douchebag, obviously. Who would have thought the guy from huh. Stained turned yeah. into a douchebag? It seems so cool. Well, look, I know I've told you this story a million times, but I don't think I've told the listeners. My absolute favorite ongoing rock music feud is between the Stained guy and Wes Borland, the bass player from Limp Bizkit. Because <laughs> they're both from Jacksonville, Florida, right? right. Uh-huh. And like Fred Durst kind of like discovered Stained, maybe, okay. sort of. Anyway, so uh, they one time... Stained Guy and West Borland ran into each other at the Jacksonville airport. And Stained Guy was like, oh, where are you headed? And West Borland was like, oh, I was just visiting my family. I'm going home to Los Angeles. And Stained Guy was like, home? This is your home. Remember where you're from. <laughs> and then West Borland, like, talk shit about him on stage. And then, like, Aaron, whatever, Stained Guy talked shit about West Borland on stage. So they still hate each other based on this totally douchey... Wow. Uh, West Borland is, by all like accounts, like a, a actually a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's the one who wore the contacts, like yeah, the black he wore contacts. black contacts. Okay. But he also had like um, these side projects that were like instrumental funk rock that doesn't sound like my thing, but is actually like pretty good. Um, he's always been like the the best of them <laughs> from well, that band. Fred well, Durst, DJ Lethal, but Fred anyway. Durst is a Morrissey fan, so how bad can it be? <laughs> yeah, I'll bet Fred Durst is like a cool guy now. Maybe, now, yeah, not then. But he seems like he's, like, landed on his feet. He, like, directs now. He's, like, in the DGA. Yeah. Yeah. Friends and listeners. I'll bet Fred Friends Durst is, like, nice. What do you know about Fred Durst? Is he cool? I'll bet he's nice. Would he be a guest on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have guests. Yeah, we don't have guests. No, we would absolutely have guests. Not this week. No. Why you know that? why? Why is that? Because I have COVID again. And you he probably have has... COVID. No, I don't. No, I don't. You probably haven't. Uh... Yeah, it's the second time I, I got it almost exactly a year ago, Especially last now May. that we're, like, talking in each other's faces. But if I was, I already have it if yeah, you I've had gave it, it to me. Yeah. You've had it for four days. I don't have symptoms yet. No, that's, um, but it's no, inevitable. Yeah. yeah, you're going to get it. Um, we're all up to date on our boosters. I went to the TCM Classic Film Festival last weekend. Excuse me. And based on the very scientific uh, resource of Twitter, it seems like a lot of people got COVID at TCM Fest, unfortunately, even though I was masking for the most part. But obviously, we're a little lax these days. I'm having a coffee in the theater. You know, my mask is down. So, like, I probably caught it at some point. I was eating or drinking it with my mask down. Um, And, uh, yeah, I have it again. I don't know. It's disrupted some stuff. We had to cancel some plans. Yeah. Um, some much looked forward to plans with, with other couples. Yeah, now we're locking down. And now, um, we're, yeah, I haven't, other than to take the 
dog out like to the sidewalk when there's no neighbors around. I haven't been like outside of a house yeah. since Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that I've never caught COVID out in the wild. I only I know have caught it from yeah. your. I was gonna say next time. shenanigans. Next time, I think you should get it first. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, never gonna happen. Yeah, you know, because you don't go out and do fun stuff like me. That's not true. That's at not all. true at all. Yeah. yeah, you go to concerts, which is how I got it the first time. Yeah, you don't go to film festivals, which is how I got it the second time. But anyway, so yeah, I have COVID right now. Um, it's very mild. I have not lost any sense of taste, nor did I last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I uh, seem to be okay. Um, but yeah, we're staying locked down. Yeah. We've ordered food the last couple nights. We're going to order some food tonight. But I also had groceries delivered, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. Well, you and I are planning on doing, for people who um, listen to my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, where we talk about movies, there's a Patreon, patreon.com slash Battleship Pretension. And uh, every once in a while, Natalie joins me on the Patreon to do little videos. Um, Begrudgingly. <laughs> Begrudgingly at first, but then I feel like you always have a good time when we're doing it. I don't like being on camera. I know, but there's you know. like a very small percentage of our patrons are Not actually after like... this, all the friends and mothers are now going to subscribe to at the, the At the $10 a month video level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to do one and we'll talk more about getting groceries delivered because it'll actually come into play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got some groceries delivered, so I'm trying not to be... Because I feel like when I... Back in November, when I had what was probably RSV, when I was mm-hmm. like actually sick, yeah. you know, like I don't want to be like one of those people downplaying COVID. Like right. COVID is mild for me because I'm fully vaccinated um, and up to date on boosters. When I had RSV, and you don't have an underlying condition. I don't have an underlying condition. Don't. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. So I don't want to say that something I'm downplaying COVID. But when I had what was probably RSV back in November, I was like seriously like sick, sick for like two weeks and ate very poorly. And so I've been trying yeah. this time to, like, even though I can't exercise like I normally would, I've been trying to, like, mostly eat healthy. So I ordered some healthy groceries. Yeah. And some chimichangas. Oh, yeah. Those are peak health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for when I'm feeling low. Um, I have to have some depression food on hand at all times. Sure. <laughs> Do you have that? Um, no. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, you don't like it even when I have something, like, tempting in the house. You're like, eat all this or bring this to work. Give it to people. Like, you always, like, don't want there to be, like, sweets or or whatever in the house at all. Well, I have what's called an eating disorder, David. (laughs) (laughs) No, we all have disordered eating. Yeah, that's true. I certainly do, too. Childhood trauma, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. Moving on. Yeah, I I have my eating... uh, my weirdness around eating comes from a different thing than yours. Yeah. Mine has a lot to do with shame and the idea of like going through a drive through on the way home, furtively eating it in the car and, and then I, making sure to throw away the trash. But I always smell in it the in the garage. car. But yeah, you always catch me. I'm like, was that Burger King? In yeah. Your- yeah. But I do have like a weird shame thing around fast food that like is maybe weirdly part of what I like about it. I don't know. Like that so bad it's bad so, so bad. yeah eating a cheesy can, gordita crunch but that's the thing in like, like on the side of like oxnard boulevard you that, know? i think my thing is like also kind of like restrictive as well but like once i mean people talk about this is not the podcast for it but like intuitive eating you can have whatever you want whenever you want and the restrictions that we put on ourselves cause us to like lose control in these ways where if we just listen to our body and 
fueled our bodies and even had whatever we wanted at all times, we wouldn't have the weird hangups that we do. But yeah. that's for another podcast. But no, I mean, call to action. This is a safe space. What, uh, what are your... Uh, <laughs> Disordered eating patterns. Tell us, tell us everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, like if we had ice cream in the house, like I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it until it was gone. We did that. And we did that. And For we, one of our, one of those aforementioned Battleship Pretension Patreons, we yeah. had the Ava DuVernay, um, what was it called? Lights Caramel Action from yeah, Ben & Jerry's. delicious. And like, on the episode we got through, we, I got like two of those little pints. Yeah. What? No, that's not a, is that a pint? Yeah. Okay, two little pints. Um, we got through like half of one on the episode, and then we just... That we, night, we're just, like, that's what's for dinner. Just yeah, exactly. We ate the other and pint that's, and a half that's the together. thing. Like, I will like I'm usually like pretty healthy, but if some, but if I'm confronted with something like that, like I will yeah just fixate yeah. on it. Well, at least my chimichangas are beef, so you won't eat them. That's true. Yeah. All right. Um, this is not normally a podcast about uh, eating disorders. <laughs> it's a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. And we're mother. not making light of eating disorders because it's very serious. Not at all. I said we're, it's a safe space. Yeah. It's yeah. a safe space and this is more disordered eating pattern yeah. that we all can have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should like try and pretend like... I don't want to be one of those like uh, thinfluencers or you know, whatever. Like People like... On Instagram, who say, here's what I eat in a day, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and like try to pretend like it's they're toxic. Yeah. yeah. Like I generally eat healthy, especially lately. I've been trying to keep on the healthy thing a little bit more than I had been. Yeah. So I generally eat pretty healthy, but I'm not going to pretend like I don't enjoy, uh, you know, double cheeseburger every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother Word, season five, episode two. Right? Yes. So season five, episode two of Friends is called The One With All the Kissing. And season five, episode two of How I Met Your Mother is called Double Date. We're going to put a pin in Double Date, and we're going to start with season five, episode two of Friends, The One With All the Kissing. So we start with Chandler and Monica in Chandler's bathtub. They're sharing a bath together, bubble bath together. So we're, like, keeping up their furtive, their secret, secret relationship. Yeah. Um, and they're drinking champagne or I think they're just drinking white wine. I, I can't. Know. Could you tell? You can't tell. What yeah. kind of were they flutes? Well, no. That's what I was thinking. Is I think because we're at. I think this is a nice maybe props to the props department. Okay. We have to imagine Chandler and Joey probably don't have stemware or whatever. <laughs> yes, so yes. I think they were thinking out of drinking out of like juice tumblers, <laughs> but oh, I'm pretty funny. sure it was white wine. Okay. Yeah, and they of course had like candles surrounding right. the tub, which you have to assume Monica brought those over. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does anyone actually take baths with candles surrounding the tub? I would. I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't do that, but... Okay, call the action. I feel like it would be more... I have, like, candles in the bathroom, like, one or two, and that would that's, like, a fun luxury to have, like, a candle on in the tub. But to surround it... Yeah. I would be worried about drippage. Yeah. Yeah. What's better, bath candles or shower beers? Shower beers. Call to action. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Chandler has gotten a haircut, by the way. He has short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey just walks in. I did, I've had roommates. I didn't walk into the bathroom while they were in there. Yeah, you would knock. 
But even then, I wouldn't say like he. I think Joey like knocks and says, "I'm coming in," because there there has to be enough time for because Monica like hides under the bubbles. Yeah. So there's something. So Joey like knocks and says, "I'm coming in," and like he wants he's ordering some food. And he wants to know if Chandler wants. Some. Yeah. But I feel like if nice. I lived with roommates, I would shout to the door like, "Knock, hey, like, hey, do you hey, want- I'm getting fried chicken. Yeah. Do you want? You know? Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, Joey Joey just walks in. Monica hides under the bubbles. Uh, and then when she comes back up, she realizes that Chandler said no to an order of chicken. She says, like, I could eat some chicken. So then Chandler calls Joey back in and she hides under the bubbles again. And there's a funny thing where he, like, orders a Coke and then she clearly, like, pinches him or something under the yeah, and water. He and he that. says, like, Diet Coke. But if she didn't hear the first time, I had the same thought. how was she hearing the, the whole order the second time? I had the same thought. Yeah. I mean, it was a funny scene and I liked it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh,. So uh, then we go straight, so that's the cold open, we go straight from there into the opening titles, and as I predicted, the opening titles, I think this is the real new opening titles for season five. Last week, it was very London-centric. Yes. This week, they kept some of the London stuff in there, but it was a more of a general Was it a... Vibe. Gen- general vibe? <laughs> um, was it shorter than usual? Oh, I don't know. Okay. It probably is. Yeah, it seemed like it didn't have like a whole uh, stanza. What uh, of the song? Of the song. Okay, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that's been the trend. Like now, shows barely even have opening. Titles, yeah, I miss I miss you know? opening titles. Yeah, yeah. That's why I still love uh, BoJack. BoJack had the full opening titles, yeah. and they do fun things with them. Yeah. Like there's the. There's a part in early season three of BoJack where he has a boat parked in his driveway. Uh And during those episodes at the end of the credits when the camera pulls up from his back uh, patio, you can see the boat in the driveway. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, I love BoJack, obviously. (laughs) I talk about it too much. Um, So when we come back, uh, Phoebe shows up to the apartment everyone's there at the at the lady's apartment she has a funny story to tell but everyone is still sharing all their fun london stories yeah um i don't know when they had time to do all this stuff uh yeah, it seems like they were in london for like 48 hours like a long weekend yeah yeah um they uh but they have fun memories of drinking boddington's mm-hmm. which is now like pretty commonly available right yeah. boddington's yeah um but everyone, I, should, I said everyone's there, but Rachel's not back yet um, uh, from Ross's honeymoon. Greece. Greece. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Ross is still freaking out because he hasn't heard from Emily in all this time. It can't get a hold married. of her. They're, and they're officially married. Yeah. Um, which, again, I don't know, like, I don't know how things work in the UK with marriages, right? Mm-hmm. But you and I, like, we had an ordained by the state officiant mm-hmm. marry us but we weren't officially married until he signed and sent in the papers right. so i'm like after everything that happened did the, did the vicar still like submit the paperwork yeah are they officially married or are they only married in the eyes of god yeah of the anglican question. church's god um yeah but that wouldn't apply to ross because he's jewish yeah yeah well i guess you could argue it's the same god Right? Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just some disagreement about his, that God's issue, his offspring. Right? Right. That's the, all right. Anyway, um, 
Ross is freaking out, and once again he says, Rachel is my wife. He can't yeah, stop he saying. He can't help himself. Uh, Rachel gets home and she's tanned and she's got a braid in her hair and she clearly had she had the best time in Greece, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, but then Ross leaves and we realize she didn't have a great time in Greece. She cried and everyone it was embarrassing and everyone kept calling her Mrs. Geller. Yeah, so she didn't have a good time. Yeah, she had the honeymoon suite. Um, yeah, seems like which seems like a great yeah. time. This is me playing the world's yeah. smallest violin yeah. for Rachel. Um, but she seems to acknowledge that she makes bad decisions. She never should have gone to London. She wants, she decides Phoebe's going to make all her decisions for her, but Phoebe says she doesn't want the responsibility. Because she's done that before. <laughs> yeah, because she's done it before. And so Monica says she'll do it. Um, because, of course, Monica loves that control. Control, yeah. Over power, else. yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Shana gets to go to work and kisses Monica goodbye, and then to cover himself, he kisses Rachel and Phoebe goodbye Like, as very well. passionately, like, yeah. face grab, yeah. and, like, really plants it. Yeah. Um, so that's funny. Um, then we're at the perk, and Monica has already developed her pictures from the wedding and is showing them to Rachel, and Rachel's getting her fingerprints all over them. That's such a time capsule thing, mm-hmm. the idea of, like, hold it by the yeah. edges, yeah. which I remember, like, having to hold pictures by the edges. My, yeah. I think my mom was, like, pretty strict about that. Not maybe not quite to the Monica extent, but um, yeah. Uh, so Monica is using her power to uh, force Rachel to flirt with a cute guy who's sitting alone drinking coffee by the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoebe shows up. She gets a look at the photos and draws herself into one of them because she's like jealous that everyone had fun in London without her, even though none of them really had fun. Uh, Rachel comes back and finds out, and we find out she got a date with the guy. She went and, like obviously. I mean, Jennifer Aniston is going to walk up to a single guy and start. Yeah. Start the process. Like, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but then Gunther immediately kicks the guy out, which is funny. <laughs> um, and then once again, oh, yeah, they come back later that day. Um, they come back to the apartment or like uh, Rachel and Phoebe come back to the to the apartment to find Chandler and Monica, like making out essentially. Yeah. And so Chandler has to go through the thing again and like give them big deep kisses. There's a funny thing there yeah. about like. Uh, Monica saying that maybe it's something European that he picked up and Phoebe's like, it felt French to me or something yeah. like that. But it's also funny that he had to like navigate around Phoebe's very Pink pregnant belly. belly. Yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, so then that night, Rachel goes, goes on a date with a guy whose name is Dave, so you know he's a cool guy. Um, <laughs> comes home, obviously like any Dave, she's smitten, she wants to... Yes, bring bring him into the apartment, but she realizes she has to get Monica's permission first. But Monica's not in the apartment, but Ross is. Uh, and the roses that he sent to Ra- to to Emily came back mulched, as he mm-hmm. said. It. Shredded. Monica wants to make potpourri out of them. Um, uh, then, so, so Rachel sends Dave away. Then Monica comes back. She was in the laundry room. And yells at Rachel for not sleeping with Dave. <laughs> that wasn't her decision. Monica wanted her to sleep with Dave. Yeah. Um, Rachel tries to fire her from her position, but Monica says, you can't. I make your decisions. You can't uh, fire her. And she gets... But then Rachel goes inside and locks Monica out. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny bit where Joey hears all the yelling and comes out. We'll get to that later. We'll get to what he says later. But he also says, like, I'll knock down the, sh- down the door if you give me a little sugar. Yeah. And it just, like, I always remember, like, these people are supposed to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, 
you don't constantly like hit on your well, friends. Well, Joey just watched Chandler successfully like make out with three of his oh, friends so in that's front of what it Joey. Was about. So now Joey's like, wait a second. Okay. Or that's maybe me overthinking it. No, that, I think you're right. That's it probably, uh, me like, underthinking it. Yeah. 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 That's exactly Planted what it was about. the seed of like, I could make out with my friends yeah. too. I'm an idiot. Uh, so then Monica gets into the apartment. Oh, and I, I forgot to, re- to, to say the main reason that Monica or Rachel tried to fire Monica is not only did she not want to sleep with Dave, she wanted to tell Ross that she loves, still loves him. Yeah. And Monica was like, you can't do that. So Monica comes in and is confronting Rachel about that, but Ross is still there. So instead of, so they use the code word of like taking up swing dancing, yeah. which is like very era appropriate, totally, right? Like yeah. Neo swing, you yeah. know, cherry pop and daddy's big bad voodoo daddy. Totally. Uh, Swingers. Royal crown review who yeah. are actually really good. Uh, I think I've said before, maybe not on the podcast, Royal Crown Review are the best of the Neo Swing bands. I saw them live once. They're also in The Mask. Yeah. There's a band in the in the Jim Carrey movie The Mask. I have seen them live as well. Yeah. They're great. I think at the Warp Tour. Um that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um anyway. Yeah, Royal Crown Review. Good stuff. Okay. So uh So yeah, so Rachel clearly hasn't learned she knows she makes bad decisions, but she still like wants to keep making them. Uh, back at the perk, everyone has come up with an idea, or I guess it was Chandler's idea, to make Phoebe feel better by having an outing with her. But their idea of an outing is just to have a picnic in Central Park. Yeah. Which you and I had a picnic in Central Park uh, way back in 2009. Yeah. Um, we went to Whole Foods and made salads to bring to the park. And <laughs> I have a false memory of that time. Yeah, yeah, because you weren't. We made ourselves together, and you were like, okay, I'm going to go to the park and get us a spot, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, I'll pay for these. And I just remember your salad, it's based on weight. Yeah. Your salad cost $9.11, <laughs> which is awkward. But in my memory, I got the salad and then apologized right. to the cashier. Yeah, you weren't even there. <laughs> I but wasn't there. This is why certain stories that you tell me from your childhood I don't fully believe. Those are all real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the fact that your sister knows, says they're true doesn't. I think it's like mass Schaefer sister psychosis. Mass yeah. <laughs> I didn't say hysteria. Yeah. That's a loaded word. Yes. Um, Phoebe doesn't like the uh, picnic idea. Rachel still wants to tell Ross that she loves him. Once everybody leaves the perk, it's just Ross and Rachel, and she does tell him. Um, and then she immediately realizes what a stupid decision it is and like can't stop laughing at herself. Uh, Ross is initially thrown off by the laughter but then like realizes how funny his situation is too that he's married but his wife refuses to talk to him (laughs) yeah my wife won't answer my calls I don't know where my wife is uh Ross where's the missus I don't know (laughs) it's pretty funny um uh then they hug and there's weirdly a freeze frame um uh which is odd that is weird uh and also did you notice that Rachel, or I should say maybe Jennifer Anderson, has, like, scratches on her right arm. I did, like a little bruise. And I wonder if that's, like, the uh, a result of us watching something in HD that was not intended to be seen in HD. You know? Even oh, though maybe. Friends was shot on 35mm film, um, it was... Uh, it would have been finished and, and broadcast in State or Death. You know, so maybe certain things like a little scratch on her arm wouldn't have like been really noticeable mm-hmm. in uh, at the time the episode aired. I was oh, overthinking it, but I was like, you know, every time I travel, especially like air travel, 
I always get bruised up yeah. somehow, yeah. like with luggage or, you know, yeah. in the airplane. So then finally they're going to go to uh, Atlantic City. That's their, that's like, hey, let's take Phoebe to Atlantic City and make some new memories together. She wants to throw some bones. Um, <laughs> uh, but then her water breaks and they all rush out. And then at the... And then we get it, and that's the end of the episode. So we get a tag at the end of Monica and Chandler being the last ones uh, out and taking a second to make out a little bit in the hallway. And then there's a funny exchange that'll be in my funniest moments there. Okay. Do you have any other stray observations, or should we move on to said funniest moments? Uh, <clears throat> let's move on. Okay. Well, the first time Chandler kisses everyone, it was very funny to me. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kissing was funny because, like, I was even caught off guard, like. I forgot about this episode, but when Chandler kisses Monica, I was like, wait, they don't, <gasps> what? Like, yeah. I was just, like, shocked by it as well. So I was very in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, I should have said when we were recapping um, at the perk later, good for Rachel for standing up for herself and telling Chandler, this makes me uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then Monica doubles down and says, like, yeah, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we already talked about uh, Monica being like stuck in the hallway. Then Joey peeps his little head out and says, having some trouble? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, then my only other one is at the very end uh, at the tag when um, they're making out. And then Chandler says something about like, I kept having to, um, I kept having to kiss uh, Rachel and Phoebe. It's too bad they didn't see us having sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when Rachel gets back from her trip with her luggage, um, they're all like worried about her. And she's like, no, it was great. I was in Greece. I had a little mini vacation. And she says, not too shabby for Rachel. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Should we, do you have any more? I have one more. Okay. Um, but we already talked about it. Um, when when they're both in, when uh, Ross and Rachel are in the perk laughing about like how terrible their oh, love okay. lives are. Um and he's like in the middle of laughing, crying. He's like, "Hey Ross, where's the missus? I don't know." Yeah, yeah, very funny. Uh, should we move on to Friends, but make it fashion? Yeah. I if this is okay, I'm considering this the real season five premiere because I feel like that the, was just a part two. That was yeah, yeah. the conclusion. Okay. okay. If this is what we are in for, I'm all for it. Okay. I thought everybody looked great in this episode. Yeah. Like across pretty much across the board. So I have a lot. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I'll talk first about Ross in his first scene has like a brown windowpane jacket over a check shirt. A lot of check shirts in this episode and they're brown and yellow like striped like reptile. He looked great. Hmm. It was like a great casual like professorial type of look, but still like very tasteful and stylish. I think I was distracted I by his like extra greasy hair. Yeah, I think that comes Too with the Ross product. territory. Too yeah. much, but nor, like even last week, it wasn't so bad. It was like more greased up. Yeah. It was shorter. It was styled in a wet look way that I didn't care for. Yeah. Um, I don't like Rachel's hair wrap. When is she wearing a hair wrap? Oh, her braid. The braid. It's called the, the hair it's wrap. It's called when the hair it's wrap? wrapped okay. with ribbon I see. of various yeah. colors. No, I put that in here as a negative thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, my sister and I used to go to Venice Beach Boardwalk with my parents and get hair wraps in our hair. Wow, you didn't even go to Greece or whatever. Now, yeah. I remember my sister, I think, when we were in, like, the Virgin and like, the Caribbean. Yeah. Got, like, the beaded, like... Mm -hmm. Rose yeah. of yeah. Yeah. It's a very like white tourist thing. White tourist like 
appropriation to like go on a cruise and come back with like braids or beads or yeah. wraps. Uh, speaking of appropriation, let's move on to my next because I'm always torn about when women wear what Rachel wears on her date, which is, I think, mm. the the name for it is like a kipao or chipao dress. Mm-hmm. It's like you associate it with like old Hong Kong, not old like 20th century, yes. mid 20th century Hong Kong a lot. Yeah, uh, they're fantastic dresses. She wears like a strapless version. Often yeah. the ones you see like in Chinatown have like little sleeves or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're like kind of like form fitting and shiny, and usually have Asian inspired like dragons or some mm-hmm. sort of like embroidery on them. Yes. They're great dresses. Yeah. I think like most people look good in them. Yeah. But I always feel like, is it cultural appropriation? This is also very much of the era. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and friends have done this before. Like Monica. Yeah. Has, Monica has definitely done it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I don't know. I would love to know, um, I, especially if we have any uh, Asian or specifically Chinese or even more specifically Hong Kong listeners yeah. like how do you feel about white people wearing kipao or chipao dresses and how and also how much am i butchering the name <laughs> yeah um but i because i've always loved them they always like if you go to chinatown like here or like any chinatown you can buy like cheap mm-hmm. uh, dresses like this and and i've definitely known women who have um but i don't know how much of it is cool to do yeah but they look great like on everybody yeah all right. What do you think? What do, or what's next for you? I have so many more. Uh, oh, are we under the umbrella? No, I have so many more fashion ones. Oh, okay. Chandler has a weird pop art tie. Did you get that one? No, but that's, yeah, that's like a throwback. He used to wear more like graphic ties earlier yeah. in the show. So I don't remember that. maybe his like new relationship is yeah. like making him a little yeah. more fun. Um, I like, he had a tieless look when he was at the perk um, where he had a sort of like blue like what do you call it like cornflower blue like I'm gonna be a little darker than that like sweater vest over like a again I said there'd be a lot of checked shirts Mm -hmm. a a checked shirt that he had but it was like tieless and he was sitting it looked great okay again looked very like sort of neo ivy I don't know it it looked great on him Uh, Monica has a cool like rainbow colored like chevron mini dress I don't know what it's called but it was kind of like a pattern of like chevron prints that was like big in the 70s so it was kind of like a throwback monica had this mm-hmm. oh okay at the park okay because phoebe is also wearing a maternity dress that's like that's paisley no i'm saying um near the end she's wearing a blue one that has like zigzag stripes but it's like okay it's all different shades of blue okay and then she's matched it with a blue like i guess scarf in her hair or headband type okay. of thing so yeah, this is different. But okay, maybe similar. But it's pattern? a similar like striped or zigzag stripes. Yeah, I think of it as like a Charlie Brown stripe, but there's a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a, a small one, but in the scene uh, between Ross and Rachel in the perk, uh, I liked Ross's very simple burgundy polo shirt hmm. a lot. Um, do you have any more? Nope. Okay, the last one, and this is, I'm saving this for last because it's, I think illustrative of how on point the costume department is in this episode and hopefully this season there's the the there's a scene at the park the scene where rachel like tells chandler she's not comfortable with the kissing it's a very brief scene and rachel is rachel is like seated and leaning forward and you could barely even really see the outfit but it's fantastic it's like a sleeveless blouse 
sort of loosely tucked into like flowy like olive green pants it feels mm-hmm. like it's kind of like safari inspired but also very like city life type of mm-hmm. it looks great on her and like the fact that there's such a great outfit in such a brief scene that you barely even get to see is mm-hmm. just like obviously the costume department is doing well obviously they have a lot of money to spend yeah. that they can have these people dressed fantastically for they can have six costume changes in an episode. Like, this is clearly Friends is, like, the biggest show on TV at this point. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's a pretty big scene. That's the scene where she tells him that she still loves him. So No. This is before that. Oh. In the scene where she tells him that she still loves him, she's got, like, the tank top with the little, yeah. like, graphic on it. This is just a brief oh, scene. Okay. okay. I think it's where they come up with the Atlantic City idea, maybe. I can't remember okay. exactly what happened in the scene. All right. But, yeah, it's just that brief scene. Um... All right. Uh, should we move on to Under the Umbrella? Yeah. Um, in the very first scene where Rachel comes in, they're having a very immaculate breakfast spread with bagels and shears. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's see. Also in that scene, when Ross is leaving and, and announces his plans to send Emily 72 roses, um, Chandler says something about, like, make sure you si- you know sign the card to Emily. And Ross does the, like... <laughs> Fist yes, bump, the, yes, the, yes, 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 yes. The, the, he, the Geller kids, like, way of saying fuck you without yeah, saying it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gunther loving Rachel. Yep. Um, do you have one more? Uh, one more. Um, gay panic. Just yes. Cause, I was going to say, Joey freaked out by kiss. Yeah, when Chandler's making his way toward the door, yeah. he's kissing everyone, and then yeah. Joey, like, gets out of the way. Like, don't kiss me. But then, like, in his mind, he's like... Huh, I can kiss my friend, you say. Um, also, when he walks in, or he barges in on Chandler's bath, he kind of, like, judges him for being, like... Oh, taking a bubble bath. Taking a bubble bath with candles. Candles. Although, I guess if I if I lived with another guy like I have in the past, and I found that he was, like, sitting in a bubble bath with candles, drinking wine, I wouldn't think he was gay or anything, but I would think that was weird. But the look he gave him was more than just, like, this is weird. Yeah, it's we know. It's like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Um, yes. Would you like to take a quick break? Yes. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back, and we're ready to talk about Season 5, Episode 2 of How I Met Your Mother, which again is called Double Date. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start as Ted is talking about two blind dates, um, one currently in 2009 and one back in 2002. And uh, he discovers early on that it's the same person, and it's a woman named Jen. And yeah, played by Lindsay Sloan, who's been in a ton of things. Yeah, she's very familiar. Yeah, she's just been in it. I, I, I was trying to think of one thing, I guess. Well, I guess when she was younger, she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I didn't really watch. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she's just been in a bunch of stuff. She's great okay. in the episode. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get little doses of he and 
Jen on um, their dates from 2002 and 2009. Um, so yeah, seven years between, and he's been through every single person in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's his, so uh, his logic. Yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, Lily is so excited that um, they can go on double dates with Robin and Barney, who are oh right right now a thing. Yep. So yeah, this this episode titled Double Date, it's kind of like double entendre? Yeah. Double yeah. meaning. Yeah. Um, Barney uh, says he says he wants to take March he wants to take everyone to um, the origins of Chewbacca exhibit, knowing that the ladies would not be interested. So yeah. he basically kidnaps uh, Marshall um, and they're going to a strip club, naturally. And, um, meanwhile, um, Jen on, uh, on the date, um, discovers also like that they've been on this date before. And so she's kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, uh, we've been on this exact date before at the exact same restaurant. And then they kind of throughout the episode dismantle the reasons why, it didn't want to work, but they're both kind of like freaked out and don't want to die alone because they've gone through every single person in New York <laughs> yeah, City. Yeah. And um, so they're going to go back and figure out, they're going to um, retrace our date exactly and see where we failed. Um, meanwhile, at the strip club, um, uh, Marshall is struggling to um, look at strippers exotic dancers um, because he only wants to fantasize about Lily uh-huh. so in his mind his way of dealing with it is like creating this absurd fantasy of Lily dying of some horrible disease yeah. and then um, having sex with a hot lady with within a reasonable amount of years appropriate but amount yeah. of years yeah he past. has to like be there for her while she dies she Go has to, to tell hospital. that yeah. she has to tell him like yeah. Don't, you know, He's in stay the hospital single. room, yeah. and then years have passed, and he... Um, <laughs> Don't he's, say it. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. But, yeah, an appropriate amount of time has passed, and then he's able to um, have sex with the hot, um, like, UPS delivery yeah. girl. Yeah. Busty delivery girl. Yeah. Um, but then Barney's like, let me be the wingman of your mind. Um, and then out comes... Jasmine, who's an exotic dancer, who is Lily, yeah, stripper Lily, um, obviously played by Allison Hannigan, yeah. Um, and then we get oh, uh, the idea that this is the third doppelganger yeah. we've seen. So the first one is lesbian Robin, I roll. Why is that I roll? I don't know. It's just like, I don't think they said anything. She's just like short haired and like walks down the street with a baseball glove on and spits into a trash can. So it's like stereotypical. It's wrong to like assume yeah. someone's, you know, <laughs> right. sexual yeah, identity be, based on the look yeah. of someone. Yeah, that's right. You can look however you want. Still, like, I think Kobe Smulders is funny in that one shot. Yeah. But what I really want to get to is the next one. And the other one is um, Mustachioed uh, Marshall. Yes. And he's the one eight hundred seven 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 accidentis guy in L.A. Okay. Right. That's what I wanted to, like, do you think, 
His name's Juan Dominguez. Yes. Looks like Jason Siegel with a mustache. Because I... No, I don't. See, that's the thing, is I had always kind of thought that, that like, oh yeah, that could be Jason Siegel in a mustache. I'm showing Natalie the picture. Okay, now that I'm looking at him, I... Yeah, so I remember thinking that, and so I remember when this, seeing this episode when it first aired and being like, the writers must have had the same thought, like yeah. seeing the bus stop or the subway ads for uh, Juan Dominguez, uh, Accidente's lawyer here in Los Angeles, <laughs> and thinking, that looks like Jason Siegel with a mustache. Someone already have, has told this joke, but it's Accidente's, and he's really excited about people getting into accidents. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I feel like, what you and I are talking about is very LA-centric, but I yeah. do think that this joke on the show isn't I, I think it happened because the writers it, the show was written and shot in LA yeah and I'm, I'm that is my assumption is that someone on the writing staff pointed out like you know the Accidentes guy from the subway yeah. and, and bus ads kind of looks like Jason Siegel with the mustache on and so they patterned Marshall stop looking yeah. here to look like the to Juan Dominguez yeah Juan J. Dominguez that's possible um okay meanwhile we're back at the date with Jen and Ted uh, this episode jumps around a lot. Um, oh, you're, but you're kidding. Uh, How I Met Your Mother episode jumps around a yeah. lot. Um, they're discovering um, what they didn't like each other, about each other on the on the date in 2002. Um, Jen didn't like that Ted was snobby and, like, picked out, um, just, like, spelling errors on the menu and yeah. made dumb jokes. and Which I feel like I would do. I think we've done errors. it together. Spelling errors on the menu is funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess if the other person agrees it's funny, then it's funny. If the other person doesn't, then it makes you sound like a snob. Yeah. But remember our, our favorite, which is like gross to oh, say. fetal cheese? Fetal cheese. Instead there of feta was, cheese. There was like a, a, you know, one of those like takeout, yeah. takeout menus that get, shows up and like wedged into your doorframe or whatever. And it described one of its salads as having fetal cheese. Well, I got it at work. I remember. Okay. I got it at work and they were going to like order from there. And I made a joke to everyone else. I'm like, yeah, let me get the fetal. And they looked at me like I was nuts and I pointed it out to them and they didn't yeah. think it was as funny. And then I took a picture of it and sent it to you and you thought it was just it's as hilarious. funny. Yeah. Um, so maybe they thought I was a snob. <laughs> yeah, they but, must like, have. Fetal cheese? Come on. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, okay, so, yeah, he's making bad jokes. He's acting snobby in her mind. And then he didn't like that she, like, dressed up her cats and took pictures of it. And that um, she didn't do, like, the... He was going to pay the check, but he didn't like that she didn't even do the check dance. That's what he calls it, check dance. So he was, like, motioning, like, with the check. And she just was, like, drinking her wine and excusing herself. You know, he wanted her I, to at least make an attempt I'm kind of with Ted here. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm on a first date, which I haven't been obviously since 2008 or whatever, yeah, um, I'm I'm planning on paying, but I do want to like I think say early on we like went down the middle, often. I think I paid on our first date, and you were like, "I'll get the next one." Yes, I I, I think okay. yeah, you were very insistent on that. That's so, all you have to do. I'll get I'll get the next one. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I I do think that Ted's kind of right that just like. Assuming the guy's going to pay is in the 21st century kind yeah. of like a turnoff. Tacky. Yeah. 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 Um, so also, so they're going to retrace their date again. The next stop was McLaren's. She was cold on the way and he didn't offer to um, take off his jacket. No, he's not even wearing his jacket. He's carrying it. 
Yeah. Total douche. Like, just completely oblivious. I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm always so attuned to what other people are thinking and feeling oh, at any always, given time. Always. Um, but yeah, if I were on a date, and I wouldn't... Even if I were wearing my jacket, if my date was wearing a sleeveless dress and said she was cold, I'd be like, oh, yeah, wear my jacket. But especially if I wasn't wearing it, if I'm just carrying it in yeah. my hand. Yeah. Oh, my God. My voice doesn't sound right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's okay. COVID. Um, okay. Um, so they go to McLaren's, um, and then he, like, on the way there, he, like, just prepares her, like, just so you know, like, these are my best friends. Like, you have to love them, you know? Yeah. And they're probably going to, like, just so say so many wonderful things about me. They're my best friends. And they get to McLaren's and they're all just like roasting him yeah. and making fun of him <laughs> and clowning on him and all the things that are wrong with Ted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> there was like a, like a miscommunication where she thought that Ted was a, like a bit of a playboy because, because <laughs> Barney points out like, a hot girl at the bar and he like he looks says, to nice. check yeah. her out and he says nice but what he's really looking at is mustachioed Marshall yeah. <laughs> um, which is really really funny we'll get to that later I'm sure yeah um, so then after McLaren's they go to the roof and have a rooftop kiss and it like seems to go well and then they realize that or she realized that he they were hitting it off and then he promised to call and he never did and she says there's two types of men, like ones that like say they're going to call and never do, and the ones that call all the time and you wish they wouldn't kind of thing. And yeah. he was a combination of both. Which yeah. Is, can, yeah. Um, Ted apologizes for that. Um, meanwhile, Lily and Marshall and Barney and Robin finally go on their double date at the strip club. Yeah. And it's like opposite day robin is not cool with it whereas lily couldn't be more jazzed about it she loves that there's a woman who looks just like her yeah she's getting into it she's getting um you know lap dances and you know everything like she gets a lap dance for the two of them for the two from of them. her doppelganger which is gross and weird <laughs> strange yeah um i had some thought uh, listener long-time listeners know that i have never been to a a real strip club. I've been to a bikini bar, but I've never been to a real strip club. Right. We've talked about this before. But I'm assuming, because I forgot, we forgot uh, to mention the first time when Marshall and Barney go, Barney to like prove that there's a doppelganger takes a picture of her. I'm assuming you get thrown out of a strip oh, club yeah. for you trying to take, take a picture of the dancers. You can't take pictures. Yeah, I would imagine so. And then, I guess, uh, now I'm getting ahead, but there's a part at the end of the episode where Marshall gets on the stage again. I'm assuming security is grabbing out. you and throwing you out. Well, not the security because we'll get to that later. But <laughs> like Barney jokes it like he's never been there before. But <laughs> yeah, we will get to this. We later. will get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Robin's like kind of upset about this, and um, she's showing like a different side of her herself. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, she's really not cool with this. Not cool with it. Um. Uh. Let's see. Then, okay, so Ted and um, Jen are, like, they have, like, kind of a, like, revisionist history of the date and say, like, if we made these, like, slight changes, like, we could really hit it off. Like, yeah. all these things are so minor. Let's, like, pretend in our heads, like, I thought your cats were cute and we got married. and So we, we're actually, like, seeing this play out. They mm -hmm. get married. 
the cats are bridesmaids, like yeah. they grow old together, you know, like all of Jen this. Jen gets her picture taken with mustache Marshall. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but then, okay, so Ro- they're back at the strip club. Um, Robin does care about the strip club. Uh, okay, Ted and Jen um, back on the roof. And he's like, you know what? Like, um, that's a nice thought that we had with this revisionist history, but I don't want to change. Like, I want someone who's going to accept me for me and enjoy my dumb jokes and enjoy that I'm correcting spelling and grammar on menus. And, you know, like, we deserve to be ourselves. So they, um, I guess, break up? I guess. I feel like, because, you know, I'm a a relationship expert. Um, Of course. I feel like both both sides are wrong. Like, yes, you do want someone to accept you for who you are, but also you need to be willing to grow as a person Yes. at the same time. Yes. So I feel like Ted learning that he comes sometimes comes across as snotty was a was growth. But at the end of the episode, he's like, Man, I don't want to grow. I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, like, consider other people's feelings or wishes. Yeah. 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 And I guess, that, I mean, the true, same is true of her, too. Like, talking too much about your cats. I like cats, but yeah. talking too much about your cats is, like, annoying, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't, I mean, RIP, we don't have a cat anymore as of um, less than two months ago. Still yeah. still very raw. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do a lot of talking about her unless I was talking to, like... Other cat owners. Other cat people. Yeah. 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 Same with the dog. I'd love to show pictures of Darla, but I usually wait till someone else brings up their dog first. Yeah, and then we're all over that. And then it's just, we turn into dog people. Yeah. But it's only once that barrier's been breached. Yes. Um, And then the final tag at the end is (laughs) um, Lily and Jasmine, like, trade places so marshall like thinks lily comes and sits by him but it's actually jasmine with a very thick accent and lily's on the stage doing it yeah dance. what is that accent that is it supposed to be like just eastern european that, yes that elsa yes. hannigan is doing yes. yeah yeah um am yeah. i missing anything i just wanted to point out i don't know maybe this should be in similarities but it's not a one-to-one but ted and jen Oh, and they're on the roof, spy on unattractive oh, people that, through a that window. That is similarities. Okay, yes. but it didn't. There was no ugly naked guy in this episode of Friends, so I didn't know if it counted. Um, it I, counts if it's like kind of part of the overall right. schema. Yeah. Of the show. Yeah. Um, there was also a very funny like 2009 type of thing that hasn't aged well. Where uh, not as aged poorly, but it like doesn't make as much sense anymore. Where Ted talks about his goatee in 2002 and how oh, yeah, yeah. he thought his facial hair made him look like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's not a look anyone would be going for yeah. in, in 2023. Um, yeah. Uh, so should we move on to similarities other than the... No, we move on to funniest. Duh, funniest moments. I'm sorry. Go first. Um, well, um, Jen, as we know, is obsessed with her cats and she gets a call from Ted and her ringtone is meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, I laughed very hard at a couple things in Marshall's like yes, fantasy. Yes, I have that too. The first one I laugh at is <laughs> Lily's death. Yeah. First, her disease has to do with hiccups. Yeah. 
Um, but then when it's like when she finally dies, she's just sitting up in the hospital bed and she like hiccups and she's like, Marshall, it's time. And then she like throws herself back on the pillow and is dead. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, in that same. I'll give you the very funny one. In that same sequence, we see like um, Marshall as an older man. He's like painting miniatures in like a, a in a dollhouse. Yeah. And that's this is an appropriate number of years later. Yeah. And he has taken up yeah dollhouse taken, furniture making. Yeah. Like Lester Freeman from The Wire, if you remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I only have one more. You mentioned Barney saying that like he'd never been to the strip club before and oh, everyone recognizes him. Yeah. The funniest is when the DJ comes on and he's like, coming up next to the stage, oh, oh hey, hey Barney, Barney, I didn't see you come in. And then he's like, I'll put on some ACDC for you. <laughs> just to like really dial home like what a douche yeah. Barney is. Yeah. Um, uh, one of Jen's cats is Tabigail Adams. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Which is good. Um, but yeah, everything about Mustache Marshall is very funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tabigail Adams, you and I just saw a production pre before I had COVID or before I knew I had COVID. Um, saw a production of 1776 that was yes. uh, all the roles were played by female or non-binary performers. Yeah, it was uh, great. Yeah. Um, Tabigail Adams is a character. That's why I mentioned that. Also funny were the, we don't like animal actors. We like the animals. We don't like animals as actors. Right. Um, the cats and bridesmaids. <laughs> Yeah. Dresses. We yeah. talked about it already, but they were like pink and frilly and very cute. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Fashion? Uh, yeah, let's move on to how I met your mother to make it fashion. Uh, Marshall looks great in a plaid shirt. He also you, looks... you like a plaid shirt. You always want me in plaid. I do love plaid shirts, yeah. 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 Uh, what were you going to say? He also what? Um, he also looks great as a as mustache. As mustache Marshall. lawyer, yeah. yeah. Uh, mustache Mar- um, Yeah, Ted's goatee was hilarious. Yeah. 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 In 2002, I was not rocking a goatee. Yeah, but it, like, kind of weirdly, like, suits him. Like, it doesn't look false. Yeah, yeah. Got anything else? Nope. Uh, I liked Jen's blue dress that she wears on the 2009 date. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, also, I like... This is, like, very dated, but in a way that is good. In the, like, fantasy what could have happened thing, when Ted finally actually does call her back, she's coming home, and she's wearing, like, a... What do you call like it's like a dark green, light green striped sweater over like jeans tucked into brown boots. It's very late aughts, but in a way that oddly doesn't seem dated. (laughs) So much of How I Met Your Mother's like female fashion is like has just aged so poorly. Yeah. This it'd be weird if I saw someone dressed like this today, but also it doesn't look bad. Like color blocking? No, it's just the, I think the silhouette of, like, especially the jeans tucked into the de- the, the big brown boots okay. feels very, like, they're not Uggs, but they're, like, okay. jeans and boots in the city feels, on women, feels like aughts. Okay. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the just the, the striped sweater, which, the striped sweater would probably play today. And that's all I had. Okay. Should we go under the umbrella? Yeah. What do you, uh, oh, I go first in this one. Um, doppelgangers. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned uh, way back, I can't remember his name, when when David Schwimmer played Rachel's boyfriend with the fake chin. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I... Oh, I forgot about that. That's upsetting. Yeah. But I think I gave a heads up then that doppel- like this will be- the cast playing other people is a major... Or at least a notable thing that happens on How I Met Your Mother. So this won't be the last time yeah. that we see doppelgangers, and it won't even be the last time we see these doppelgangers, at least in, in, in at least one case. 
Um, what else do you have under the under the umbrella? Um, uh, oh, Barney kidnapping <laughs> yeah. one of his friends. <laughs> yeah. The strip club. Yeah. Um, should I go on? Uh, Barney, he doesn't say challenge accepted, but he does say, I accept your invitation. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> to, catch that. Uh, about like uh, when, when Marshall says he can't fantasize about people other than Lily. Barney essentially accepts the challenge, but weirdly says, I accept your invitation. Yeah. Uh, and then I have one more, but you go ahead. Uh, Star Wars references. Of course, yeah. Uh, Ted, Barney calls Ted from the strip club and Ted answers his cell phone on a first date. These characters yes. are always talking yes. on the phone during dates. Yes. Um, also, Robin, we've talked about her like um, terrible, like slut shamey language mm-hmm. so she like refers to the dancers as like one of barney's whores yeah yeah come on get with it robin. be a little more progressive robin well robin's not a progressive yeah. as we know she's not yeah yeah she's a conservative gun nut yeah um i dug up a lot of similarities oh good because i have none so okay. hit me with me so there's um there's a high five in friends and then also a high five in when they're um they're high-fiving uh, Picnic in the Park. Right. Um, and Marshall and Barney high-fiving at the strip club. Okay. Or okay. Barney eliciting a high-five right. at the strip club. Yeah. Um, also, um, being creepy to friends. So, being creepy about friends. So, in Friends, obviously, it's the kisses and Joey trying yeah. to get kisses. Chandler actually making kisses. Making kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chandler and Monica were making kisses. Making kisses. (laughs) Um, But then I was very unsettled with, um, like, Barney calling calling Ted from the strip club. Like, this stripper looks exactly like um, Lily, and she's just as perky as we'd imagined. Oh, yeah. So, like, Barney and Ted are secretly like, like, what do you think she looks like under there? Or, like, yeah, she's perky. Like, that grosses me out. Yeah, that is gross. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, there were, um, museum references. Ross always references like different exhibits at the museum Mm -hmm. and, um, the lie about the Chewbacca exhibit at the museum. Um, you talked about, um, criticizing the rotund couple going at it and then like eating pizza after. So that was fat phobia on how I met your mother and a similarity with friends and the ugly naked guy doing things. Um, lesbian joke. (laughs) We've seen, you know. But what there was but, one in this episode of Friends, yes. but just in general. Just yeah. in general. Just lesbians as a punchline. Um, yeah. But in this episode, um, weird, uh, like, bad accents. So when Rachel is talking about her trip to Greece and then in a, like, pseudo-Greek accent is, right. like, mimicking the staff at the resort. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In a yeah. very thick Eastern European yeah. accent, and uh, oh, also like asking or uh, uh, seeking out permission for someone's love life. So Rachel with Monica mm-hmm. getting permission, or um, am I, Marshall with Lily getting yes. her permission to yes. fantasize. Yes. Okay, okay. No, that's too much of a. Yeah, I'm putting down. A, I'm writing down some of them. 
You'll notice I didn't write down. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I pulled quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, should we move on? Should we play favorites? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. How friends. I Met Your Mother. Mm. Both great episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the kissing was really funny. Um, there were things that I didn't like about the episode. Like, I, I didn't care for the Ross and Rachel, I love you storyline. Um, and I did really like some things in the How I Met Your Mother episode. It was very funny and effective. And I liked, I didn't talk about this when I was discre- recapping, but I liked the visual of Jen and Ted walking behind Jen and Ted yeah. in the various timelines. Yeah, yeah. That or, was cool. Because normally we just get like flashbacks. We rarely see them together. Yeah, kind of or here they did also did a couple things, both at the restaurant and McLaren's, where they're like, we were sitting over there and the camera pans and yes. they're sitting yeah. over there within the same shot. Obviously, there's like a hidden edit and everything yeah. in there. But like, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you're tapping into why I liked this episode so much is that... Um, one of How I Met Your Mother's signature things is playing around with chronology and, and taking things out of linear time. Uh, and I like, especially in episodes like this where it's used to illustrate the theme of the episode as opposed to just yeah. like, let's have fun with this. Yeah. And uh, I thought this, like, the same date happening seven years apart and us getting, yeah, the side-by-sides or even like like you said, even within the same, same shot, was a really good use that actually did pay off in terms of illustrating the shows and specifically Ted's like philosophy of dating and, and, yeah. and love. Yeah. You're kind of swaying me. These are like almost neck and neck, but yeah, but they're almost like, neck and neck for me too. I liked a lot of this episode or both episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, this is like, I hate to bring too much like extra textual stuff, but I think there, I didn't read obviously Matthew Perry's biography, Ugh, Yeah, but a lot of the, Like, press around that made me think about when I see, like, him and Courtney Cox, Mm -hmm. like, making out or in the bath together Mm -hmm. and, and, like, people, like, in realizing he was kind of a pathetic creep and stuff and making Mm -hmm. people uncomfortable, it, like, colors it a little bit. Yeah. Whereas, like, knowing, I think, I mean, we certainly know from both, uh, um, why am I drawing a blank on our friend uh, uh, who plays Ted, who we saw at the <laughs> at the hotel um, cafe? Uh, Josh Radner's and Allison Hannigan's Instagram accounts, like they're still friends. They're still friends, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true of everyone. Um, I think Jason Siegel is probably friends with everyone. Uh, see, I was think he's the most likely to not be. Huh. Um, but you want to I see him think that because you like him, but I feel like he's glasses. like. I feel like he's, like, kind of established his own thing in a way, you know? So but I don't everyone think... else has. Everyone has. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's, like, the Phoenix Air Marshal guy and the Muppets guy, and now he's the shrinking guy. Like, I don't know. I think... Uh, anyway. I'm sure the rest of them are, are friends. But, um, yeah, so maybe, like, I'm... The, the I have this, like, mixed reaction to, like... Matthew Perry and Courtney Cox clearly have great chemistry, mm-hmm. but knowing what goes on behind behind mm-hmm. the scenes, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a movie actually, honestly, uh, with Jason Siegel in it, uh, surprisingly, that's called, I think it finally, it ended up getting released as Our Friend. I saw it at AFI Film Festival and it was called The Friend, but it's uh, Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson um, 
play a couple and she gets sick terminally ill and jason siegel plays the friend who like moves in to help them full time it's a really sweet movie very sad but like also knowing the allegations against casey affleck and the idea of him like coming into a woman's hotel room and getting into bed with her with his clothes off or whatever like there's a scene in the friend early on where like he's in the shower and she like gets in the shower with him and it's supposed to be like a cute married couple thing but in my head i'm like this is too close to like the yeah. thing that I know, and I hate that. I hate that stuff like intruding. Yeah, but I feel like it does a little bit. Yes, like knowing Matthew Perry repeatedly asked Jennifer Aniston out, and she said no every time. So when he gets to make out with her, this is like wish fulfillment. Yeah, gross, gross, yeah. gross. And maybe you know, if we we're watching this fifty years in the future, and all these people were dead, maybe it would bother me less. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking that because like coming from. Having seen the TCM oh, film, fe- going right. to TCM film festival last week, obviously you're watching movies from the 30s and 40s. There's plenty There's of stuff that of doesn't that. age yeah. well, but it's like, yeah, all these people are dead now. They can't hurt anybody. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe. But yeah, they didn't have like intimacy coordinators in the 30s. Yeah. Well, they didn't in the 90s or 2000s 90s either. This yeah. is a, a fairly new thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was a longer playing favorites than usual. Should we move on to, should we catch up on our correspondence? Yes. Is this where we do that? That's after playing favorites. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been almost two weeks since we recorded, and so we actually kind of have a lot of correspondence uh, by our by our standards. So um, I guess I'll start with Twitter. Um, oh, man. I tweeted so much during the TCM Film Festival uh, that it's going to take me a second to find it all. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah, we did that one from Jackson. Oh, well, we did this one from Paige. Uh, okay, so Alex, our, our, our uh, trusty UK listener, um, I asked if Easter was the UK equivalent of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. a big like family get-together feast. Uh, he says that Christmas is the UK equivalent of Thanksgiving. I think Christmas is the UK equivalent of Christmas. He says turkey family uh, carols? Carols? Carols. Yeah, carols and alcohol. We don't sing carols at Thanksgiving. Turkey family and alcohol. But we do that at There's Thanksgiving no, or at like, Christmas too. Thanksgiving songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. There must be a Thanksgiving song. But yeah, you're right. Um, Friends and mothers. Yeah. Let us know. But he says Easter is a massive chocolate egg feast for kids. Yeah. Uh, good, he said. Good Friday and Easter Monday are bank. Uh, oh, he did say he corrected himself to carols. Uh, bank holidays, which is what I know the UK calls uh, what we would call like a yeah. national holiday. They say bank holiday. Yeah, um, we say that here. We don't say bank holiday here. Yes, we do. Listeners, do Americans say bank holiday? I I do. Okay. Maybe you're, uh, do you remember, uh, no, you didn't, never got this far in Cheers, when Woody comes back from the UK and he's, like, using all the, no. like, Britishisms? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, he also says, also in England, England, not the entire UK, not Scotland, larger shops have to shut on Easter Sunday. Hmm. Um, he says, England, not Scotland. What about Wales? What about Northern Ireland? Do they shutter there? Who knows? He doesn't say. Um, okay, I didn't watch this. Someone sent us a TikTok. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is fun. Yeah, so this is... Oh, no! 
Someone must, they must have deleted it. I'm sorry. Oh, man. At Jax Writes Songs on TikTok, <gasps> it appears to be a song about friends from Janice's perspective. <gasps> but it's gone now. I bet I can find it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the link that, that at 2 Geek Soup sent me was on Facebook Watch. So it was a TikTok embedded on Facebook sent via Twitter. So maybe that's why I can't find it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jax, J-A-X, writes songs. You see her? Okay. Okay. You look that up while I go on to other correspondence. Uh, <laughs> oh, Paige. I mentioned Paige earlier. Uh, and I should have known this would happen because it happens sometimes when I listen to podcasts. She says, uh, we'll take a quick break. Two seconds of silence. And we're back. I hope the ad played there. Most episodes I don't hear an ad at any point, which I know that happens to me when I'm listening to podcasts sometimes. So yeah. that's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and Maeve also liked it. So, um I guess uh, we have multiple people. Do you want to watch um, this real quick? Oh, you found it already? Yeah. Uh, turn the volume up. Is this going to be a spoiler for me? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's a good thing it didn't it. play for me. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh... No, that's TCM stuff. But thanks for sending. We'll watch that at the end of this project. Yeah. TCM, TCM, TCM. What's this one? Oh, that's also TCM. Uh, that's a Battleship Retention one. Uh, that's a TCM one. That's a Battleship Retention one. Sorry, I get a lot. I look, I get a lot of tweets. Mm. Um, Jackson says, apropos of nothing, they say, uh, I love your show like you love Hannibal. So, ah. I mean, Hannibal is, I think, has taken over Buffy as my favorite TV show yeah. of all time. So that's really touching, Jackson. Very Thank touching. you. Thank you for saying David that. David really loves Hannibal. Um, Thank yeah. you, Jackson. Uh, Emma sent us a little uh, comic strip about, we were talking about roller coasters, and um, talks about uh, like scary roller coasters. The the premise of this comic strip is the roller po- coaster is scary because it's like so shoddily made. I think. Yeah. Um, and you're like supposed to think about like the cost cutting measures of the theme park and stuff. Yes. Um. Anyway, so thank you, Emma, yes. for that. I'll keep that in mind next time I'm on yeah. a roller roller coaster. Speaking of roller coasters, Paige says Cedar Point, aka America's Rock and Roller Coast, as it sits on Lake Erie, and all the coasters have a great view. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we got to go to Ohio. Okay, Nelly, for a vacation. Uh, it was her family's um, yearly vacation spot, and Paige says she could discuss the rides for hours. Ooh. Paige, when was the last time you went? Because my understanding is Cedar Point, because they have this reputation, is the roller coaster like capital of uh, of of the u.s um my understanding is they add new roller coasters fairly regularly hmm. um so i'd like some more insight on that from page on like new new rollies and that's what i call them no they're called coasters um call them but i think the 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 coaster enthusiast community which yes that's what they're called um just says coaster the there's i I've never actually joined American Coaster Enthusiasts, um, but it is an organization that you can join that I have thought about joining. Uh, this is going way back to like a few episodes ago. Um, 
Steph, uh, we got a lot from Steph, by the way. Steph said she'd never heard of Vaughn's, uh, which oh. she illustrates by misspelling it. Um, V-A-U-G. Yeah, she spells it like you would think. V-A-U-G-N-S, yeah. which is the name of uh, a great bar in the Bywater in New Orleans that we right. have a coaster that looks like their sign right, but that we our also friend Dave made. don't like Vince Vaughn. Um, I like Vince Vaughn. Oh, I like Vince Vaughn on screen. You yeah, agree? I don't like his politics. You agree with his politics? No, but he's, like, hilarious, when, like, especially since yeah. he's, like, taken over since um, Bob Einstein died um, on uh, uh, Morty Funkhauser on Curbing Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Vaughn has become, like, the new Funkhauser, mm-hmm. Freddie Funkhauser. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, you know. Um, so she says she never heard of Vaughn's. It's V-O-N-S. Um she says she loves Ralph's food bar, which I don't know. I guess it depends on the Ralph's. Yeah, like the gourmet food bar. Like no, I know like what she means, but like they're, they're, I, I don't think of that as being that great. Yeah. Um, I don't know the one uh, at what is it Vineland and Victory? Mm-hmm. I've eaten I've eaten there before. That's a big one, so that okay. was the nicer. Uh, uh, she also says yum soup. Maybe that's what she gets at the food bar, or maybe we talked about soup on the podcast and I've just forgotten uh, yeah um, we did Steph also says you're a man you're 40 she says with becoming a man <laughs> meaning turning 40 there are some truths that will come to light for you expect to decline at 40 your healthy fear of heights might cross over into irrational and intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. we were talking about yeah. roller coasters and stuff yep. um, she's become terrified of crossing bridges over water um, she learned Sense. about this from This Is Us uh that, that you can develop fears so they can get worse. She says, parasailing is a no. Welcome to middle age. <laughs> um, I would still parasail, and I think I would still uh, um, jump out of a plane. Yeah. I think we talked about that, too. Yeah. Uh, Jackson says, uh, he says, hey, Davey, it's Jackie, which is funny. <laughs> and then they funny. say, I never knew how, part- how hard podcasting was until trying to start one with my mom. Uh-huh. Still recording our first season. It's a joyful burden. Hope we can get you on as a guest around season three because it's about children and family films, and I know you love those. I do like a good uh, family film. Until then, they say, see you at the condemned church where Ross and Emily got married. Good one. (laughs) Wow, Jackson. That is better than anything I come up with. Uh, Oh, I don't think that's true. Um, Okay, Rebecca has an interesting... Well, today... Okay, today it's warm enough that we have the AC on and the window closed. Yeah. Rebecca says... Hey guys, just curious. The last couple episodes have had some weird ass noises in the background. Oh, yeah. Do you guys live near a playground or something? Yes, we do. We sure Directly do. behind yeah. one. Literally. She says, I don't know. It kind of sounded like kids playing just curious. Haha, still digging the podcast, even though you don't like compliments. We like compliments. Yeah. I like a written review on iTunes. Yeah. That would help. That makes us feel better and it helps our, our, our placement on the charts and stuff. Yeah. But yes, we live. We back up to a park that has a basketball court and a playground, and um, there is noise almost like there are people play basketball like on a warm night until like after midnight. Yeah. Um, no complaints. I love it. I love feeling a part of my community. I don't want yeah. to, I don't want silence. Yeah. Um, I like street noise. I like street vendors. I like. Yeah, there's a lot of that. We get the, um, the ice cream, many, many ice cream trucks, and just, you know, street yeah. carts and he's just around the corner up on on um 
Van Nuys. Well, right on Woodman, we're giving too much away about where we live. On Woodman, there's a tortoise truck that's there six days a week that I've been to multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Van Nuys has a bunch of taco and other food stands, mm-hmm. especially on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like a market. It's like a, a party. Yeah. It becomes like a, a, a market, and I love it. So, yes, we live in a noisy neighborhood. This is not a complaint. I love it. Yeah. I love feeling a part of my community. I always said it. People like, like I've said it to friends of mine who have like complained about the neighborhoods being noisy. I'm like, you shouldn't live in a city. Yeah. Move out to the fucking suburbs of the country or whatever. Yeah. You live in a city. That's what Yeah, happens. but we should get better. Like, I shouldn't, like, run the dryer and, like, we could we could probably get better about making the sound quality better. No? Oh, during the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, hey, it's time to be real. Should we do that right now? Yeah. While we're podcasting? Yeah, this is great. Um, podcast material? What, okay, you do yours. I'm going to... Cracked olive salad. Gluten-free breaded shrimp. Kung Pao chicken. Hot. Okay, my turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep on reading. Because uh, Steph had more to say. Because um, I was talking about... Uh, or I brought up Barney saying that brunch is never cool. Um, oh, yeah. And... She uh, had a couple of suggestions. The first one being, and I think this is she's really probably right on with this, is is the pushback towards brunch. Does that have to do with the popularity of sex in the city? And I do wonder if it's a sexist thing of like a guy like Barney saying brunch is what gal pals do. Which okay. I think might have been the reputation. I was thinking of it as like post post church that it's like a church people thing. Mm-hmm. But I think Steph's right that like Sex in the City, and so many episodes centering around them getting together for brunch and talking about their you know dating lives and stuff like that, like did paint brunch as something gal pals do. Right. Which is clearly not. Now everyone loves brunch and and should. It's great. Yeah. Uh, she also says the rise of influencers. I think this would have been too early for that uh barney saw brunch is not manly enough manly enough she's also said she's considering going to cedar point this summer not sure about cleveland but cincinnati is a beautiful city i didn't know that Paige, why don't you tell steph if she should go to cedar point this summer um do i have more okay let's uh do i think i have one more that's a comment on the show on the on the battleship retention uh yeah yuhani we haven't actually heard from yuhani for a while uh and this is also uh, this is inspired by on the most recent uh or one of the most recent episodes when we did our how are we doing one of the top five songs in the u.s was i don't want to miss a thing Mm -hmm. so Yohani says, weird vibes between Ross and Monica, but how about the weird vibes between Steven and Liv Tyler? Do you think Steven knew when he was recording I Don't Want to Miss a Thing that the song would be used in the scene where Ben Affleck playfully struts an animal cracker towards his daughter's crotch? Oh, God, no. (laughs) Do you remember that? That scene? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, Okay, so I think that we're finally caught up on our correspondence. I I love when there's a lot. Maybe we should take two weeks off. Yeah, more often. We should do that more often. Um, uh, okay, I look very stupid in your be real. I look stupid in yours. <laughs> no, you look very cute. Right. I have my mouth open like a dumb fish. Um, 
um, so let's. Uh, speaking of how are we doing? Let's oh, talk. Wow. Let's move yeah. on to my favorite uh, I segment. We were done. That's one of my favorite segment to introduce. It's called "How Are We Doing." This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. So, season five, episode two of Friends, which is called "The One with All the Kissing," aired on Thursday, October first, nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, this was the day um, that Vladimir Putin became a permanent member of the Security Council of the Russian Federation. So, within about a year, he'd be. The leader of the country and would effectively remain the leader through the present day. Yep. Um, what a monster. Yeah. Top five songs in the U.S. on that. Oh, man, I didn't even think about holidays. I forgot. Okay, well, next time. Um, top five songs in the U.S. Uh, at number five, Edwin McCain's I'll Be. I don't like this song. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like that song. Uh, at number four, Jennifer Page's "Crush." We already talked about that. Yeah, song. that's it's a just a little crush. Yeah, I don't like that song. Uh, another, God, another song I don't like. Bare Naked Ladies, one week. It's banned. Yeah, don't like that song. Uh, at number two, Aerosmith's "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." <laughs> Animal Cracker <laughs> on the abdomen. <laughs> Poor play with Animal Crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at number one, Monica's The First Night. Okay. Okay. Season five, episode two of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Double Date, aired on Monday, September 28th, 2009. Uh, and speaking of uh, monsters, according to this website, I don't know how to prove this. Uh, this was the first time that Kim Jong-il, the late Kim Jong-il, father of Kim Jong-un, was officially referred to as supreme leader of North Korea. I don't know if that's true or not. He'd been in charge of the country since 94 at that point. Right. He would die two years later in 2011. Um, so that's that. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, wait, uh, again, were there any holidays worth mentioning? I don't know. Top five songs in the U.S., uh, at number five, New York, concrete city where dreams are made of. You hate that part. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Uh, Jay-Z's em- Empire State of Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me. Uh, I know I know that song, but I can't think of it. At number three, Jay Sean's Down. Mm-mm. I don't know. Number two, Jay- uh, Jay-Z again, Run This Town. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't sing it. Okay. And at number one, uh, another song that I hate, The Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. Ugh. Yeah. No, yeah. Not a fan. No. No, we are not. Uh, so our final segment then is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows based only on the episode titles. So let's first see how we did last week. I said, unlike Barney and Robin... Monica and Chandler are more than willing to throw their love lives in their friends' faces, and they just won't stop smooching. They do smooch, they a, do lot, smooch a lot, but it's not the way I thought. I thought, and early on when when Chandler like kissed Monica, I was like, "I'm going to be right. They're going to yeah. have to come out, and this is going to be yeah, yeah." No, nope. uh, so I was wrong there. You said. Uh, Lily's super stoked about hitting the town with the hottest new couple, Barney and Robin, but she has to eat crow when the night goes tits up. That's not what happened. I mean, she does get super stoked about double dating. 
Yeah, but yeah, this isn't. That's not what happened. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, would you mind vamping again for just a second? Mm, organic acai puree packets. Jelly bean hearts. Organic dried mango. Chicken sausage breakfast burrito. Hmm. Sweet cannoli dip. Okay. Season five. Episode three of Friends is called The 100th. So it's obviously the 100th episode of Friends. They're going to do something big, you know? I think about, like, spoilers. The 100th 100th episode of Angel is when they brought Cordelia back for one episode, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, shows always do, like, something big for their 100th. Mm -hmm. So the 100th... Well, we know... Obviously, the babies are going to be born because that's how the previous episode ended. So that feels like a cheat to produce to to um, predict that. Do I do I like try to double down, try to go double or nothing, and say Monica and Chandler's relationship is revealed? Okay. Um, I'll say Monica and. Chandler are no longer able to keep their dirty dalliances under wrap, but the news is eclipsed. Okay. Eclipsed by the Arrival of Phoebe's brothers. Triplets, right? Mm-hmm. Triplets. Okay. So that's my prediction okay. for what happens in the next episode of Friends. Season 5, episode 3 of How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. on the other hand, is called Robin 101. Okay, so uh, Robin and Barney are going to continue to struggle in their relish. Um, and Ted steps in to try to teach Barney um, more about Robin. Okay. And so it's going to be obviously like misguided and misunderstood. Prof- I'm going to say Professor Ted teaches a class to a student body of one named... A student Barney of one? (laughs) Let's remember that. I'm not going to put that, but yeah. Uh, Namely, Barney on the ins and outs... Good one. You're writing that? Yeah, I'm writing. Okay. Of dating Robin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so predictions are locked in. 
Uh, that's it for this week. You can, of course, find this episode wherever you found it. Congratulations. You did a good job. You're listening to the episode now. Uh, but you can also find a post for every episode of BattleshipRetention.com. You, you can leave a comment there. You can also email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can also follow me and tweet at me on Twitter like a lot of people do. Um, I don't have a blue check mark, and I won't ever. Uh, uh, at Davey Pretension. Um, and of course, like I said, listen to my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. We talk about movies. Uh, Natalie, that's where people can find me. Where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, as you know, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Um, let us know um, your weird eating peccadilloes. Yeah, that's right. Um, what other? Uh, do you have a doppelganger? Yeah. Um, uh, bath candles or shower beers? Bath candles or shower beers? Um, um, is are are white women wearing kipau or chipau dresses a pro- cultural appropriation? Yeah. And then prove me right that Americans don't say bank holiday. Yes, uh, Americans do say bank holiday. I've never heard an American say bank holiday. Maybe because I work for the county of Los Angeles, we say it. Okay. All the time. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, listeners, let us know. Um, Yeah, you should write a review um, and let us know all the things that we already mentioned. Until next time, we'll see you in the champagne room. All right.